Jesus, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that we don't want to leave this place. We thank you that we honor you and we're so grateful for who you are. And we just want to be a, have a grateful and thankful heart and honor that you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. We eagerly await our wedding day. That you're truly the lover of our souls and we are so overcome by your goodness and your love to us. And we just thank you. We praise you and we honor you. I thank you in Jesus' name that Lord Jesus, your Holy Spirit will just have his way through this morning, that it won't be me or a man, but you, Jesus, are lifted up on high, you are exalted, and that we see you in the, in the process, and we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Awesome worship service this morning. <clears throat> Thank you guys for uh, Chad for allowing me to share my heart this morning, and, and uh, I appreciate everyone here. You know, I'll, it's just so just so neat this morning to from what Chad was sharing to the worship and something God's been stirring in my heart. And I just feel like it's all going to go together, um, and. Uh, it's just neat the body of Christ, how much the love that is in this in this house, and uh, and I just appreciate everybody here. And uh, this week, uh, has anybody has anybody recently had um, a lot going on that wants to take your focus? Is that just me? Um, I've had a lot of things. So, so this is kind of where my title is at, is where is your focus? And that's just kind of something God's just been, just been stirring in me this week is what has my face and what has my attention? Does Jesus truly have me or is, or is there circumstances or things or, or people or relationships? or There can be so many different things that can get, that can distract me from where I should be. And uh, uh, so, so the scripture that kept coming to me, uh, I want to share something that's really neat, though, through, through this. We've had, we've had some sort of the last two or three weeks have been, have been a struggle. And it seems like when one thing finally leveled out, something else went wrong. Has anybody been there? And it's like, oh, my goodness, you know. And <clears throat> so I just want to share this story. And y'all take it however you want to, but I hopefully it's it's encouraging. So yesterday I'm trying to get ready to take some calves to the cell today, and I'm trying to set it up where I can do that today. 
and I'm gathering these cattle, and I have the kids gather some horses out of a pasture so I can go gather some more cattle. And I'm up there, and I'm doing this, and I look down, and Jensen and Gideon have these colts running. And I'm like, oh, I, I can just see you running to the fence, you know. And I'm like, and I just, it's not like I heard this huge audible voice. I just put my head down, and I'm like, what's next, you know? You know, and I just turned around, and I said, Lord, it's in your hands. Well, I go pin these cattle, and I look back, and I see, I can see Jesse, and I can see Gideon, and I can see Jensen, and, and, and like that, there was peace. The horses were in the pen. But I saw this one other person. It was a red jacket, red, bright red, whatever it was, an, an adult. So I called Lindsay. I said, are you down there with the kids? She said, no. And I said, well, you might go check, see who's with the kids. Somebody, some adult is down there with the kids. And uh, she went down there and got with the kids. And was like, there was nobody with us. You know, it was just us. So on this certain position where this person was, there was no, you could tell there was no pressure. The horses were completely away. They were peaceful. They were eating. And I asked the kids, I said, who was with y'all? They were like, there was nobody. But we did notice all of a sudden they just did the right thing. They, they got away from us. And so y'all take it however you want to. I take it that Jesus showed up. And he, you know, right when we feel like our lives, everything's going haywire, if we'll just have, if he'll have our face, he will, he will show up. And he, he's already there if we'll allow him to be. But the scripture that uh, God kept, I guess, kept stirring me this week is out of 1 John 1. And I know we all know this, this, it's this diverse verse here. But it says, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Y'all might have to bear with me because uh, I'm not getting old, but it's getting harder to read fine print, you know. So <laughs> they're starting to run together a little bit. It says, we saw him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and heard him speak. Our hands actually touched him. The one who was from the beginning, the living expression of God. This, this passage just, has just kept rolling in me. And if, we, if, if, you've had this, if you've had that experience with Jesus, where, he, where you've handled him, like, does that make sense? Where you've been with him. That's the one place that I feel like, oh, I've just been feeling the stern to me. The enemy has been sleeking around trying to get all of our minds off of Jesus. So whatever that's going to take in all of our lives, it could, it could all be different. But he's been purposely trying, um, this may not be everybody in here, but I, I just feel that in my spirit, that there's a lot of people been struggling with um, the distractions. And if we love Jesus like we say we do, then we're gonna, it's going to be expressed through loving our brothers. Does that make sense? Um, if, if I love him like I say I do, then I'm going to know where my brother needs me, you know. 
And But what the enemy doesn't want, he doesn't want me hearing that. He doesn't want me seeing that. So if he can get me on the little nitpicky things in my life, and to me it's not nitpicky, and your situation isn't nitpicky, but really in the whole scheme of things, is it really that important? Is, is, it, is it eternally important? And so... Um, See, the word touch is poetic. It comes from the verb meaning to pluck the strings. It is, it is though John is saying, we have plucked the cords of his being and felt what motivated him, his melody within. This is something out of the passion I was researching. I mean, man, when I read that, that just, <clears throat> when I, and I don't understand completely what all this is yet, but I'm understanding more the more closer I'm getting to 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 him is um, do I do I know my Savior's heart? Do I know what's on his mind? What's what what's what's going on with him? Or is it is my prayer always get me out of the situation? Is my prayer always you know? Is it always focused and focused on Tyler? Because if my focus is really on Jesus then it's going to be on all y'all. And we've heard this a million times, but how many of us do this perfectly? I mean, I don't, you know. And I'm I'm going to stand up here today as what I feel like God wants us to be. And this is my desire for my life. And it's, it's going to be a hard thing to say because when you say this, you got to live it, right? These aren't just words. This, is, this has got to be a lifestyle for Tyler's life. That Tyler has got to be broken bread and poured out wine for everybody else. And if I live that way, then say, I'm not saying this happened, but just putting that out there. Say my wife got upset with me and uh, <laughs> am I broken bread and poured out wine for her. If, if there's something that comes and I walk in the house and there was, there's an atmosphere that I wasn't expecting, how am I going to respond? Or vice versa, when she walks in and I'm acting a certain way. Does that make sense? Can I be that in my home? Can I be that? Can I, can I really lay my life down for my wife even if I don't agree with something? Can I lay my life down for her and wash her with the word by being Jesus to her? How is being Jesus broken bread and poured out wine? It's, it's, it's a decision to not, I don't know if any of you all been there, but at times I feel like I've, I, I'm there and then I'm not. And I'm there and then I'm not. Has anybody yeah. been there? It's important to stay there, to stay in a place for my life. And, and, and I'm just going to expose myself this morning and, uh, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to, to talk to you guys wherever you're at. And y'all, y'all may already have it perfectly and be right where you're supposed to be. I'm not. And I don't think I ever will be until I get to being with him. And my, my goal this morning, my focus is, is Lord, help us, stir us in a way to get our focus back on Jesus. Not on the circumstances, not on what today, because... Um, just like what I've been experiencing, it doesn't matter. I've, I feel like I've been chasing my tail. And every time I get something, okay, I've got this set, we're good. Well, then I, it, it's like, 
trying to gather water. Does that make sense? If you have a pool of water and you're trying to gather it, like, it's going to get away somewhere, right? And that's what I have felt like here recently. And I feel like, well, if I do this, then, then I'm in a good place. Does that make sense? And then, and then I can go do this. And the Lord's like, it's never going to be good enough. It's never going to be good enough. You know, I, I, I read about these men in the Word, Paul, and these different ones that gave their lives when they were being beaten, naked, tormented. What, what drove them? Like how, and I'm crying about a little circumstance in my life. Like, what's going on, Tyler? You know, that's, that's just kind of where I've been questioning myself, you know. And his desire is for me to see a heavenly kingdom, to see past this natural physical realm. And if I can do that, why is that so important? It's not so important for me. It's so important for everybody else. Because if I don't choose to be that way, then how do others see the operation of, of, of Jesus in their lives? And that goes for all of us, I believe, that, that that's his, his desire. But I'm going to go here to John um, 1.14. And so the living expression became a man and lived among us, and we gazed upon the splendor of his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father's overflowing with tender mercy and truth. And uh, you know, I want to have, I want to know Jesus to the fullness of who he is. And I want my heart to crave what his heart craves. And I want that to be where, where I abide and stay. And then I'm going to read a deal out of Acts here, uh, 17, 24 through 27. It says, The true God is the creator of all things. He is the owner and the Lord of the heavenly realms in the earthly realm, and he doesn't live in man-made temples. He supplies life and breathes in all things to every living being. He doesn't lack a thing that we mortals could supply for him, for he has all things and everything he needs. From one man, Adam, he made every man and woman and every race of humanity, and he spread us over all the earth. He sets the boundaries of people and nations, determining their appointed times in history. He has done this so that every person would long for God, feel their way to him, and find him. For he is the God who is easy to discover. He set things up to be one with him. I'm the one that makes it complicated. That makes sense? I'm the one that, that allows things in my life sometimes to get that out of whack. And if I can live in such a way 
if I can't do it in my home, how am I going to do it in my workplace? And how am I going to do it in the community of people in the body of Christ? If, if I can't put y'all first, if I can't do it in my home, if I can't put my family first, and I can't do it here. And, and uh, there's aspects of this. I believe that the Lord has allowed me to understand and walk in, but there's, there's always places where I don't have yet. And that's what's such so neat about a community of people is when we are so involved, like, like Chad has said, in, in the home groups and the community, when we really expose who, where we are. You know, when someone asks, how are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm good. You know, um, we're really not, you know, but, but we're trying to say that we are. And, and, that's, and the Lord's not going to push on us. There's an invitation. How do we, um, I had the situation happen at work for myself, and I had to be exposed by my boss. And I just told him, I said, listen, I'm trying and I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time figuring some of this out. And he said, well, we never grow unless we're uncomfortable. When he said that, it really hit me. You know, we don't like the exposure and to be uncomfortable, but that's the only way we're going to get anywhere. That makes sense? And, and uh, you know, for me, it's does Jesus have my face or does another circumstance or does someone else, or does something other than him have me? You know, it can be something in my, my marriage or my home life, or, or it could be, you know, anything that might, that might have any of you guys be included. What, what truly has me? Does Jesus truly have me? Is he truly enough? Is it enough to be consumed by Jesus? And... Um, and I want to go to Matthew twenty two, fourteen. It says for everyone is invited to enter in, but few respond in excellence. You know, that's the scripture. Many are called, but few are chosen. But I just thought that was a really neat version in this passion. Um, you know, do I, do I respond with, with excellence in myself, you know? And... Uh, I want to be I want to be a, a selected few that chooses Jesus over everything else. And I don't want anything else to have me, you know. And this has been a prayer of mine for for the last 2 or 3 years. And I, I and I think you know when we talk about we go from glory to glory, you know, you go to step to step. There's there's different stages you walk in. But this is, this is my desire for, for myself, and it's been my prayer. And, uh, and I just felt like I wanted to kind of read some of these different scriptures, but I want to end up here in Revelations 19. I just thought it was so cool with the last song they were singing. 
because this is where, this is the day we're headed to, right? The, the wedding day. This is, this is where we're, this is where we're going. This should be the heart of us. This should be the heart of our vision. This should be, you know, what is, you know, I ask myself, what is my vision? You know, what, what are the things I'm praying for? And the things I was praying for three or four years ago have changed to today. Is there anybody else like that in here? And the closer we get to, to knowing and walking with him, and the more we're with a body of people, you know, and that's, that's why it's so critically important to have leadership in our lives that, that that's where they're headed. And then as, and, and that's why we're so blessed with Chad and the way he's teaching and leading us and through these, just like what we've been going through in Ephesians, you know, how do I have spiritual warfare? How do I do these things? Well, how am I living at home? How are, how are these basic fundamentals in my life? And, and isn't it, I mean, how many in here, like, I love it, and it blesses me, because then I know what to do. Does that make sense? How many in here have been told to do something? Well, just trust the Lord. You're all right, you know? How many, how many has been told that in church before? How many has been told, oh, it'll be okay? You know, you'll, you'll be all right. I'll, I'll pray for you. How many has a leader that will get on his face for days and weep and cry and get an answer for you. I haven't had that till I came here. And I've been a part of a lot of things. Not putting them down. I'm saying we're blessed. And so in that blessing, we're being taught how to walk this walk. And the best way to be taught is to watch someone else live it. And that's what we have here. We have a man and his family and his wife that, that show us this way to where we're going. Because that's his vision is that day. And that's what I want my vision to be. And the more, the more and the more I'm broken bread and poured out wine, the more and more I'm beginning to have a heart as, as Jesus has. It's not about preserving this. This is going to die. All this stuff's going to fade away eventually. But how am I going to be remembered? What's do I, do I impact people's lives for the good or the bad? And I've impacted lives for the bad in my life, and I've had to repent. And because I want my life to change, I want it to mean something, not to, to, to boast in anything. I mean, I, if anybody's the weakest, this is it right here. But that's okay because then he's strong in me, right? Once I realize it's not about me, it's about him. And, uh, but if y'all don't mind, I wanted to read this Revelations passage real quick. It's in Revelations 19.1. It says, after this, I heard what seemed to be the roar of a great multitude of voices saying hallelujah salvation and glory and power to our God all his judgments are right and true for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with our sexual immorality he has avenged 
on her the blood of his loving servants. And again, they shouted, Hallelujah. They, the smoke from the destruction goes up forever and ever. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell face down and worshiped God, who sits on the throne saying in agreement, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his loving servants, and all who reverence and honor him, those who are lowly and those who are great. Then I heard what seemed to be the thunderous voice of a great multitude, like the sound of a massive waterfall and mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt him and give him glory. Because the wedding celebration of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, shining bright and clear, has been given to her to wear. And the fine linen represents the righteous deeds of his holy believers. Then an angel said to me, write these words, Wonderful, wonderfully blessed are those who are invited to feast at the wedding celebration of the Lamb. And them, and then he said to me, these are the true words of God. And this is where I want, where I want my focus to be. And I want to get out being, being consumed with everything else that I've allowed. And, and God can heal and restore whether it's, it's a marriage or it's a, it's a healing or whatever. When, when we get our eyes back on Jesus and and I know at times I feel like I had my eyes on Jesus, but before I realize that I'm letting all the little, little things get to me. And you know, it's it's really hard sometimes when you're confronted and something doesn't feel, seem fair. Does that make sense? You have a person or relationship, and they they come and attack you out of nowhere. How many of us um, can instantly respond with love? Like how many of us just instantaneously, just just broken bread, pour out wine, and Man, I, I love you. You know, I'm sorry you feel that way. I repent. Even if I'm not wrong, you know. And there was a circumstance I had to go through the other day where I had to take some hits. And I just kept, and I kept sitting there and they just kept coming. And I just felt like the Lord just, just said, it's okay. I've got you, you know. And, and then as I took it, there, it became peaceful. The other person got peaceful and they changed their whole, but if I would have responded out of feeling like I was being wronged and my foot, it would have gotten my focus off of, of Jesus, then I could have, it could have been a real bad situation. And so that's where I feel like the Lord is, is, you know, leading me in this week and, uh, is, is he our focus? If not, what is? So that, I mean, that's a good question. You know, what has your focus really? really in your heart, like really where is your mind, where are you all the time? What, what, what gets you? Is, is it truly Jesus or, or is there some other things that, that kind of get us sometimes? And I just put some things here. It says, when he has your face, this is, this is where joy is in the tribulation of persecution. To live in a way that has broken bread and poured out wine. He is enough. He is worthy. 
If we aren't living in such a way, let's repent and ask him, ask to be his and only his. It is time to give him all of our hearts. And that's just, that's just where I'm at the, today. And I just feel like I'm not the only person in here. I, I just have felt like that for a lot, lot of us. And um, it's, it's hard sometimes when we've had these breaks, you know, when, when you're around, we're around everybody every day. Um, it's, it's easier, but when we, it's hard to, it's hard sometimes to make a phone call and go, hey, I'm not doing good. I need some prayer, you know. Um, Mr. Bill Fletcher asked me this morning, I got real behind and I got to feeling bad and um, being, has been a blessing helping and, but it's still been some long days and he said, you feeling better? I'm like, yeah. And he said, uh, he said, I never got a phone call to come help you. <laughs> You know, and how many of us do that? Like, we try to hold it ourselves. We try to, well, I don't want to bother this person. You know what I mean? And that's what this body of Christ is for. And that's, we can, and I just feel like this sometimes. There's an invitation, but we only are going to uh, reap the reward by opening the door. Does that make sense? We, I mean, we can stay in our junk forever. It's up to us. Are we going to choose to open the door and let Jesus have us? Are we going to choose to open the door and go and expose ourselves in front of everybody and go, you know what? I need some prayer. This ain't going good and that ain't going good. And you know what's going to happen is you're going to get a body of people that's going to surround you and love you. And we have a leadership in Chad that's going to hug us and love us and say, okay, these are some steps we can make. The only way to get things fixed How's everybody agree? What do you do? Do you keep doing the same thing? No. You take the counsel and the wisdom the Lord has given us in this house, and then you start making those steps. Chad can only help us as much as we'll allow him to. Am I going to allow that in my life? Or are you going to allow that in your lives? You know, and this isn't, I'm not the only duck in here, right? <laughs> and... But what, what is all this about? It's about glorifying Jesus, right? And it's about building an army to go out to spread. I, I see it like you ever thrown a rock in the pond and the water ripples, you know? Um, let's live a, in such a way that our lives affect everybody out there. It's about building this body of believers in here so that when we go out in our daily realm, it's, it's being impacted everywhere else. And so, um, thank y'all for, thank y'all can count on as I'm always short, you know. <laughs> Hopefully y'all got something out of this, you know. And, and I love, I love y'all and love, and I appreciate y'all being graceful and hearing my heart. And, and thank you. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate, appreciate everybody. All right, you guys can stand. We're, you guys are going to get to lunch earlier today. This is going to be a good thing. I'll make up for it when I speak next. I'll take his time he didn't take and add it to mine. How's that sound? <laughs> you know I'll do it. Father, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for the word that all of us need to see you. It's, it's, the, it's, it's your heart. 
You, you met people all through the Bible so they could see you. And not just see you, but according to, to the scriptures that were presented this morning, to know you, to touch you, to handle you, to be intimate with you. So, Father, I pray that for each person here, that their eyes of their, of their heart would be opened, and that, God, that the word that you're speaking into them by the Holy Spirit would bring forth fruit in their families and their communities, and they would rise up and be that army that you're raising them to be so that the bride of Christ can take her rule in the kingdom of, of heaven. We honor you, Father. We thank you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.